Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends. Welcome back to Above Par. I am so glad that you are here. I hope you're having an amazing week. I, I've had an amazing two weeks. I had a trip to West Virginia and then I hung out here in Charlotte and went to the President's Cup and had a blast. And I'm going to talk about my West Virginia trip in reference to golf attention, which is going to be the topic of today. But before I do that, I, I want to say hi to Pat, who is 80 years old and she has a special place in my heart because she and I text a lot and she's in the Above Par Club and she had sent me a couple texts where she was ready to quit the game and was frustrated and talking about how she had been battling it for 50 years and has gone from wanting to quit the game, a game that's a big part of her life, to dealing with her anxiety and her perfectionism and her expectations and finding much more calm on the golf course. So we had a great call in the Above Par Club that she was very open about all of her struggles and how many gains that she's made and she's enjoying the game so much more. I'm so glad that she did not quit the game. I'm so glad that she is finding some peace around it and uh, continues to work on it. And I just, I appreciate you, Pat. So I just wanted to give a shout out. I want to tell you a little story about my trip in West Virginia and how I'm going to tie it into golf attention. I'm going to make an analogy for you so you can see how you can apply that to things that you do on the golf course. So I played golf before I went whitewater rafting for two days with my client, Karen, and we played two totally different golf courses at Glade Springs, really a beautiful golf course. The first one we played, it's very hilly and lots of trouble, lots of different dramatic features out there, a lot of blind shots. And I appreciate that Karen asked me, she said, do you want me to tell you where to go? And I hesitated for a second and I thought about it and I said, If I don't know, I'll ask you. It happened to be on this golf course that I didn't know on most of the holes. So I asked for her direction a lot of times. She also had one of those little GPS things that shows a map of the hole. So a lot of times she just showed me the map so I could kind of figure it out on my own. What I want to talk to you today about is golf attention and exactly why I did that. Why I said to Karen that I'll ask for your advice if I want it. I want to make this connection with telling you about my whitewater rafting trip that I took with Karen and two of her friends, Tiffany and Jen, who I had an amazing time with. And we laughed about our experience. And I said, while we were rafting, I said, there's a podcast that's going to come out of this. They weren't quite sure how I was going to spin a podcast out of it, but I want to share the story with you. Let me start by saying I am not an adventure seeker. (laughs) There's a lot of things I like to do, but jumping out of an airplane is not on my bucket list. You will not be wrapping a bungee cord around my ankles and throwing me off a bridge ever. (laughs) I don't like roller coasters. I get car sick pretty easily. It's just really not my thing that where I feel like my life might be in danger that I go seek that adventure out. Now, I have gone whitewater rafting with my family and my kids were younger in Colorado and it was a totally different experience than the West Virginia experience. Just two different flavors involved in it. And I loved both of them. They were awesome. So since I am not an adventure seeker, it does not take much for my brain to get a little bit fired up. Right. Let me set the stage for you. We're driving to go whitewater rafting and my friends are telling me about the new river, which is gorgeous in West Virginia. 
And they're telling me about a portion of the New River where people die every year rafting. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, by themselves or are they on guided trips? They're like, oh no, on guided trips. Interesting. Right. My brain, of course, goes to how are they still in business? Like, how is that a selling point? What do they put on their billboard? We only lost five this year. I'm, I'm not, my brain goes in a million different places. Then we go over America's longest expansion bridge where they proceed to tell me on how many people jump off the bridge and die every year. <laughs> so now my brain's getting a little bit active. We go check in, we jump on a bus. It's a bus, I'm going to say maybe circa 1950, <laughs> one of those old, old school buses. Our guides on the bus, Guido is the main guide and Gonzo is another guide. And Guido is going to go through and tell us all about the safety features of going rafting. So we bounce along going down these windy roads as he's going through a checklist of things that he has to cover. I'm sure that's the insurance part. He's got to cover all of these things, but they are putting fear into us. And they know it because he mentions if you're all afraid right now, that's a good thing. I want your attention. So it was, if you swim in the wrong direction, that you're going to get beaten up by the rocks. You know, if you stand up, your foot is basically an anchor. It's going to get caught in the rocks and thousands of pounds of water pressure will be on your back and you'll be face down in the river. And we only have seconds to get back to you. And don't forget as you're swimming toes up and not head down, go sideways, not down, or you'll get knocked around. I'm trying to memorize everything. <laughs> Because he's putting in all these little jokes along the way with a lot of sarcasm that I'm not really sure if he's serious or not, but I'm a good student. I'm going to memorize this whole list as I'm slowly getting bus sick as we're going down to the point where we're going to put our rafts in the river. One of the things that he made very clear is that you wanted to make sure that your hand was on the end of the paddle. Because if your hand is not on the end of the paddle, then you're going to get summer teeth. Summer teeth are where some of your teeth are in the bottom of the raft, some are in the bottom of the river, some might still be in your mouth. I'm like, okay, I'm not forgetting that one. I'm going to make sure my hand is on the end of the paddle. So we get our rafts in the water. We have Gonzo as our guide. Now Gonzo, this is a woman and she's hysterical, but they all have a shtick. They go through and they're telling all these stories and they're cracking all these jokes. And in the quiet parts of the river, she's telling us history stories about all the towns that are along the way. But each rapids that we hit reminded me of a golf hole, us going on the golf hole. And if I had asked Karen what was going to happen on this golf hole, Gonzo, as our guide, would terrify the heck out of us. On the golf course, Karen was telling me which trees to look at and where to hit it. For Gonzo, it was rocks, big boulders. And they've named all these boulders over the years. There's turtle rock and whale rock and otter rock. Then there's table rock and Africa rock and there's sex rocks, <laughs> like sex rocks. She goes, yeah, because if you fall out of the raft and you go and you swim left into the sex rocks, you're going to get totally effed. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. So anyway, so she's bringing our attention to all these different rocks that look like these different things to her. I, of course, do not see these rocks. I'm thinking to in myself, these must be important. We want to go to these rocks. So I, there's a little bit of panic that comes over me that I can't see them. Of course, she's in the back of the raft. She might be pointing and I could to the right. I could be totally looking to the left because I'm not turning around because I'm focused on where I need to go. And I'm focused on paddling if she's asking us to paddle. So I'm like, I don't see the turtle. Where's the turtle in these hundreds of rocks? And two seconds later, she goes, yeah, we're not going there. We don't want to go there because if we go there, we're going to get beaten up. But she kept pointing out all these rocks to us or trying to point out all these rocks out to us and then telling us, yes, we don't want to go there. <laughs> That's where the problem is. If you fall out, don't go over there because 
you're going to get messed up by the rocks. Go over there. And so you're trying to remember it, but at the same time, she's freaking you out and then asking you to paddle forward. Then we hit the next rapids. They all had names. We hit the next rapid. It's called Miller's Folly because there's a guy named Miller who died in the those rapids and they named that whole section after him. So I don't know how many rapids we went down. It felt like it felt like a good back nine. <laughs> and every time we'd hit one, she would tell us where not to go and if we fell out, where to swim. So it got to the point where I just decided all I heard was stay in the boat. She's going to tell me where not to go and how much pain I'm going to get in if I fall out. And I decided I translated it to just stay in the boat. We started laughing. We're like, all I heard was stay in the boat. So she could have just stopped giving me the directions because that's all I was going to do all day was focus on staying in the boat. So what does this have to do with golf? Relative to my friend, Karen, as we were playing golf, I did not want her to be a gonzo or a guido to me. (laughs) I did not want her to tell me all the different areas where I didn't want to go because we can't unhear it. And where we put our mind's attention, whether it's a don't go there or go there, it is attention. Your brain doesn't get the negative part of it. It just gets water, rocks, out of bounds. It doesn't matter if you say, don't go out of bounds or go out of bounds. You're putting your attention on the trouble. I didn't want to have to work at managing my mind if I didn't need to. I didn't know what kind of information she was going to give me when she offered to help me around the golf course. If there's water up there that was hidden and I needed to know it, fine. But I can see the trouble. I can see the water and the out of bounds and the trees and the rocks. I don't need someone volunteering that information to me. So now I have to manage my mind about where my brain is putting its attention. So just like Gonzo was telling us where not to go, all I want to do, tell me where to go. Tell me where we're going. Now, in reality, I don't think we had a whole lot of control (laughs) over the raft as it was, especially since we had some non-paddlers on the raft. I think she freaked them out so bad, they just kind of sat down in the middle of the raft. So it's so important to make sure that you're putting your mind and your attention where you want to go. There's an awareness, you see the trouble, but pay attention to the number of times that you say, don't go somewhere, don't go in the bunker, don't go in the water, don't three putt, don't top it. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And when you're putting attention to that, your brain likes to be right. It likes to show it to you and you'll end up getting those results for yourself. The second thing I want to mention is be very cautious about freaking your brain out or letting gonzos and guidos freak your brain out, right? Like we have our own little gonzos and guidos in our head, but also there can be people in our group who contribute towards it. And when we freak our brain out, it's going to take some mental energy for us to calm our brain back down, right? So every time gonzo said, don't go over there, I just heard, stay in the boat, stay in the boat. Tiffany and I just started repeating it, stay in the boat. My foot was wedged so hard underneath the front seat, I was not going anywhere. I think I would have ripped my leg off before I fell out. I wasn't falling out of that boat. So point two is don't freak your brain out unnecessarily. And the other element is that it's so easy for us to overwhelm our brain with information, overwhelm it with what things that we need to do about our swing. We can overwhelm it about information on the whole. We can overwhelm it with trying to understand the rules. So you want to practice mental constraint. You want to keep things as simple as possible for your brain so that you don't have so much to manage. The more you overburden your brain with trying to think so much while you're trying to play golf or raft, you can create a lot of mental fatigue. You know, I got to a point with Gonzo on the raft, I was like, I just can't listen to you anymore. I'm just going to focus on what I want to do, which is staying in the raft. Stay in the boat, right? And for you, that's hit it down the fairway, hit it on the green, get it in the hole, 
We all have that little Guido and Gonzo in our head. It's so easy for them to chatter at us on all the different things that could go possibly wrong. And your job is to remind yourself on what you want to do. Get it out of the bunker. Hit your spot when you're chipping or pitching. Brush the grass when you're hitting it out of the fairway. Hold your finish and your full swing if that's a thing for you. Focus on what you want to do. Know that your Guido and your Gonzo are going to chirp at you. right? And you just want to shush them. And you don't want to make them bigger if you don't have to. And you want to understand that your brain doesn't know the difference between positive and negative because they're both attention. We're putting attention on the thing. That's how I connected rafting, whitewater rafting, (laughs) to golf attention, where we put our mind and how we freak ourselves out. And that little voice in your head, you're welcome to call them Guido or Gonzo. (laughs) And if you need help with your Guidos or your Gonzos, feel free to reach out to me at kathyhartwood.com. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.